Hey everyone, well, welcome to our midweek recap. Uh, today we're chatting about highlights from our Saturday night meeting. I'm Clint Davis, I'm here with senior leader Joaquin Evans. Hey Joaquin. Hey Clint, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah, man, I'm fired up after the weekend. What a great night we had. It was a great night. Yeah, I'm fired up too. It just keeps, the momentum keeps going. I mean, we say that every week. Great night. <laughs> every week is a great night. It's man. a good thing it's true though. Yeah, it is a good thing that it's true. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, what happened on Saturday from your perspective uh, with regards to just stuff you heard, stuff you saw, stuff that happened that maybe not all of us got to pick up on? Sure. Yeah, I thought worship was... Uh, powerful time Saturday night uh, we entered into a good place um, a, you know just corporate just desiring his face and and uh, encountering his goodness which is always such a great place to to step in and then then share God's heart from to preach from but I think a highlight this week wasn't even what happened in our in in, our, in the sanctuary with us but our young adults were away on a retreat and uh, 80 of them went away and had a phenomenal time. Like, God showed up, explosion time. Um, a young lady had a screw disappear from her knee uh, during, during prayer. And uh, she also had a, her back healed and a scar disappeared and just was weeping and weeping. Um, kids spent hours under uh, just encounter with God. Came back radically transformed. Like, I mean, the testimonies are just blowing up inboxes all over the place already and and then another person had a scar disappear so they had a phenomenal time I kind of can't wait for us to get back together again so that they can pour out what they got over the weekend on the rest of us that's amazing I know I saw some of that on our social media just incredible I mean, we could pause there and just do this whole episode about 80 young adults <laughs> sure we going could. away. Absolutely. The heart of God. Amazing. Absolutely, we could. Amazing. What, um, as far as the service went as well, you clearly enjoyed your sermon. I mean, Philip, I was on fire about it. I would jump up and down. It was amazing, man. You clearly, clearly had something in your heart about Thank that. Thank you, so, Clint. Yeah. Very exciting. And then we announced a trip uh, coming up to Mexico, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome. I'm excited about that because um, it's a family-oriented missions trip, which, you know, our our community is predominantly young families, and we have this core value of revival spans the generations and that we all get to do it together. So it's been a dream in Renee and my heart that we would get to do these type of things, but inclusive of family. So this missions trip... Um, it's, it's going to have a, a good balance of, you know, practical serving. We're going to go into some orphanages. We're going to do children's program. But we're also doing full-on, you know, 4,000-person adult revival meetings. So we're balancing. So everybody who comes is going to have a great, great experience, great expression. But just to be able to, to take your six-year-olds on that type of, you know, adventure and let them see God move is, you know, the idea is that it gets something woven in there really really early so yeah that's amazing you yeah. never come back from a trip unchanged yeah absolutely never ever so that's very exciting that we that we that's our first one it's so awesome i love all these it, firsts so. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a season of first that's for sure man so um okay you preached a message titled running your race and fighting your fight um what is your heart behind this message why this message for this time like, mm-hmm. you know yeah there's there's multiple uh, reasons uh, for preaching this message this time, but the really core um, is, that, is that, you know, we're, we're in a race, and 
Jesus didn't come to, to play around, you know, and God didn't come to play around. And so just charging our people with this reality of like, uh, our goal isn't just to come and gather people to fill up chairs. Like we want to grow in God, get equipped to transform our families, communities, and region, um, you know, with the gospel, which is what God's called us to. So just lighting a fire for that, you know, in people um, and, and getting people recognizing, like, I have, I have an assignment in this. Like, we're all locking hands and we're going together, but we want to see, uh, we want to see our city transform. We want to see as many people as possible come into the kingdom with us. So, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think it was um, Eric Johnson who mentioned when he came out for the launch that it would be ridiculous to be a baby and not grow mm. in a way and stay a baby. <laughs> I think it was him. And, yes, and that's, it was. I guess the sense part of this, like, yeah. there's something about being able to look back down the road and go, wow, I've grown. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. And if we're not growing, Banning actually says it too in, in his video, in the oh, yeah, Elements class. It was, that, yeah. was it Banning? Yeah. Yeah, something's wrong if you're a baby and, and not growing. Everybody looks at you and goes, what's wrong? You haven't grown in six months, but do we do that in the church, you know? so Right, absolutely. And you speak about growth, and then we tend to think about ability and our own ability, and we get trapped in that. And you spoke about the internal dominion of God within you that then comes out. Um, mm-hmm. can, you, can you touch on that again a little bit? And yes. maybe some sort of practicality yeah, so, journey in that. Mm-hmm. So the references Paul talking about in First and Second Timothy about you know fighting the good fight, and uh, you know often we our first thought in when we hear fight is we're thinking you know combat punching kicking it out with the devil, and spiritual warfare is a reality, but that's not the first thing that Paul's talking about here. He's talking about fulfilling the high call of God. Uh, that God that God called him to, and we have the same call. So God's given us all an assignment. Are we distracted by the cares of the world, by other things, or are we locking our eyes on that call again and saying, you know what, I have a race to run, and I have a fight to fight, and every once in a while, the devil will pop up, and sure, we put him down in preaching. I said we put our, our foot on his neck on the way towards the goal, um, but we have a very specific assignment. <clears throat> and then in that, in running our race, the, I think people disqualify themselves because, you know, Paul actually references everybody runs, but one person runs, uh, wins the prize. But he's actually contrasting the natural race to the kingdom race there. And he's saying, that's how it is in the natural. But in the kingdom, we all, we all receive a prize. Everyone who is faithful to the end receives a prize. So... I'm, one big takeaway is is for people to remember, you're not trying to beat your brother and your sister in Christ. You're not trying to be the best evangelist that's ever walked the earth or or preacher or whatever it is. You're just trying to run your your best race. So we talk about in track, we talk about running your personal best. So that's a huge takeaway is you're trying to be the best you that God's created you to be. Now you let the cat out of the bag. You said you ran track in high school and you got a yes, few I laughs did. and deadly silence. <laughs> What's up with that? <clears throat> People didn't want to believe you. I mean, I don't know. I think I said, I think I said, I ran track in high school and then I said, thank you, Jesus. And people <laughs> kind of lost it over that. But uh, I just tend to say that a lot as I preach. But yeah, it's, uh, that was a long time ago, but it's good to reminisce on those, on those old days. You know, in our minds, we're still that fast. That's right. We're still that fast. In our minds. That is absolutely true. 
You speak about the prize, and one thing that excited me when you preached was this prize of pulling out some of the gems from Revelation of what we receive. Obviously, we don't do this for the prize and the inheritance and all that, but we can't ignore it either. The white right. stone, and it's just amazing. The robes, the crowns, like yeah. it's hard to fathom, but yeah. maybe just um, share some of your excitement about that because sure. it was contagious. Sure. The, you know, the big thing is that we all receive a crown of life, if, we, if we're faithful, if we endure to the end, we receive a crown of life. That's for all of us. That doesn't have to do with how fast you ran or how much you achieved. It's you made it across the line. You made it into the kingdom. And that's the ultimate prize for all of us. But then we don't want to lose sight of the fact that God is actually inviting us into more. There's so much more, really, uh, beyond just that. And he references several things that, that I mentioned <clears throat> So those, it talks about in several places those who conquer versus those who just remain or are faithful. Those who conquer receive things like white robes. They receive things like a white stone with a secret name written on it that only them and the Lord know. I'm like, Amazing. that gets me crazy <laughs> excited. I, I just want to know what's, what's on that stone. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's so much that, that He is calling us to. And to me, that really... That really represents not just living for myself, just making it across the line, but living the fullness of the call, living out loud, and bringing as many people across the line with me as possible. It's amazing, man. Um, Your heart really came across in that. It's awesome. Definitely contagious, like I said. Now, you used another analogy about running as well. And, I mean, South Africans, we call it a baton, but a baton. I don't know what Renee right. calls it. A baton. A baton. Yes. <laughs> a baton. Us Americans don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're right. The, the, the right. Um, you probably are. <laughs> but you spoke about the power of receiving that emotion. Mm-hmm. So maybe two things you could touch on. The element of being in your lane. Because in a sense, if you run out of your lane in a relay race, you're disqualified, right? Right, sure. Uh, God's grace is bigger than that, but the, the practicality is there. And then receiving it in motion. Yeah. You can expand on that a little bit. Yeah. You know, that, that reality of like, God God's really is calling us to run our personal best, not to, not to compete against our brothers and sisters. And part of that, that track analogy is that, that you have shot putters and you have distance runners you have sprinters, and uh, they're all on the same team. And we talked about in the message that that <clears throat> those in on a track team are running for their their individual prize, their their race, their event. But there's also the biggest prize is the team prize. The way you win the whole track meet is that your team collectively has the most people that that place or qualify. And so, stay in your lane is really about a, a shot putter. And a sprinter, they have this in common. They both train hard, but they train uniquely for what they're called to do. And a shot putter should not try and be a sprinter. A sprinter should not try and be a pole vaulter. If everybody's doing that, you're going to have a train wreck. And a lot of times the church is trying to do that (laughs) and experiencing a train wreck because people are trying to compete and they're jealous and they see someone else doing what they're called to do and they think they need to to overcompensate to do that. It's like, no, what's God called you to do? And strive for your personal best. You know, that that so there's the team event, there's the individual event, and then every athlete really is training for their personal best. And that's 
That's what everybody can win at. You might not be the fastest sprinter. Some days you might be, some days you might be eighth, but you can always run for your personal best. So that was really a, a core part of the, the message. That's amazing. Um, I wonder if you could pick up just on a little bit about figuring out what your lane is. How do you, like some of the practicalities in the Christian life, it seems to be a rush sometimes mm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've got to figure it out, got to figure it out. But what are the real practicalities that figuring out if you're a shot putter or a sprinter or, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I think getting, getting still before the Lord, getting quiet so all the, the noise and the chaos and the comparison can, can settle down and go away. And just trusting God. Like, God, you're good. You love me. You know, something that changed my life was the reality that God wanted to be with me more than I want him to be with me. So I don't have to twist his arm. So it's like, God, you have stuff for me. What is it? What are you calling me to? And then I love what, what Danny Silk preaches. He talks about following your favor. So the reality is when you're pressing into God, you're going to experience favor in certain areas. You're going to naturally uh, be drawn to certain areas. You're going to naturally excel in certain areas. Like follow your favor. Do what you're good at. Do what God's on. And don't try and overcompensate just because you see someone else who's good at something else. If, uh, you know, some people are great at business, do business and give God glory as you do it. Some people are great at design. Well, you might not be the best preacher, but you're great at design. Do that with excellence and give God glory as you do it. That's amazing. Um, Now, sometimes when we preach, we go home thinking, oh, there's something I wish I hit harder, or somebody came and asked a question after, or or maybe just the outpouring of the Spirit, what mm. that particular emphasis, you certainly did make a particular call mm. on Saturday, and um, it was unique, mm-hmm. and the response was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think you expected a lot fewer people to come forward for that altar call. But for the first part of the altar call, which was an invitation to people to start running who felt like they had not given themselves permission at all to run. They had fallen into that trap of comparison and uh, only one person wins. I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to run. That part surprised me, just how many people responded to that part of the altar call. But it's great. I mean, it's, a, it's that foundational truth that we want God breaking open. And then the, the next was the passing the, the, or, uh, yeah, the passing the baton, which is what you are, you are referencing. And, and that really is, I feel God uh, just stirring our hearts that, that we, are, we are experiencing so much, Clint, as you know, and people are getting healed just on the way to service and before they get up to the ministry line for prayer and lives are being transformed. It, we're in this phenomenal moment, recognizing that we are in a move of God, we're not in this cycle of we're always waiting for what God's going to do later. Like, no, we're in a move of God right now, but the recognizing that more is on the way as well. The, uh, the train of his robe filling the temple, the, the image is it's a continual, you know, his, his God, there's no end to God. He's, he's in the room and still coming and coming and coming. So God's saying, in this move, get ready for the more that's coming. And that's where the baton and, and you know, as a, as a sprinter, we both, we both did the relays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we need to set up a race just to prove we still have, we still have it. <laughs> we, not, might, we might need a lot of intercessors before that. <laughs> and zero spectators. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, 
But the realization that in the relays, which was my favorite race, is that to receive the baton properly, you had to already be moving. So you would see that that the runner before you coming your way, and you would time. You would start running so that you were essentially at full pace when they handed you the baton, and you you ran seamlessly. So I feel like the whole message about having permission to run and knowing what your actual race is and what your fight is, is God stirring us, getting us up to pace because more is coming. He wants to hand us the baton for increase. So that was that was the call for people who want to receive that increase. And it was a powerful time. That is so powerful. That analogy is so powerful, deeply impacted me. Thank you for that. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty new plant. A lot of people are very new to Bethel culture. What is it about that altar call, laying hands, the activation, the impartation? What is the simplicity of that? What are people meant to... Because, you know, some people come into this thing thinking it's some magical touch, Mm -hmm. but then they might not feel any different in Mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is the power of that sort of impartation? Yeah, to me, it really is, is the charge that Paul gave to Timothy about stirring up the gifts of God that were imparted to you through the through the laying on of hands and and really it there's twofold you can receive something that you maybe don't yet have in that moment um but for me oftentimes it's even a bit what's bigger it's it's a stirring up of what you already have because because god is in each of us it's the same holy spirit so it's there's no there's no superior you know christian versus another but some people have have been living in an activation of a certain call or reality or faith level um, that in the laying on of hands, they can actually stir up what God's already, what's in you, but it's maybe dormant or sluggish. And the laying on of hands, they can activate that and stir that up in a moment. Um, so for me, that that impartation, laying on hands is about that moment. And particularly that, that baton uh, passing this Saturday was was God getting us ready for the more? Amazing. So good. So, so good. Um, all right. Last question for you. This is always the biggie. Uh, I want to know the single big idea or the single big takeaway that you want people to get from from Saturday's message. You know, sometimes Sunday, Saturday, wherever we're at with church, we're still mm-hmm. going to get our language around mm-hmm. that sometimes, remembering it's Saturday. But we'll go week to week. And not really even remember what the message yeah. was, never mind instill it in our lives. You mm-hmm. know? And it might feed us, which mm-hmm. is still good, mm-hmm. it keeps us sustained, but to mm-hmm. actually implement it, what mm-hmm. are the takeaways, the big idea and some of the yeah. practicalities you hope that people yeah. would have taken with them? Yeah, the, you know, the big question is, what's your race? Because a lot of times we, we are getting our day-to-day, our week-to-week, and we forget that we have a race. We're just trying to maintain. We're trying to survive. And God's reminding us, like, hey, I have a high call for you. What is it? Because once you tap into it, then next thing you know, your feet are moving. Once, you, once your, your heart is anchored in that. So reconnecting people to the, to the purpose that we're not just called to maintain. We're actually called to run a race. And that there's a prize that, that the Lord Jesus died for. He's very serious about. And that he's called us to co-labor with him. In receiving this prize, are we running? That's the big, big takeaway. And then in that is that we're not competing against each other. We're competing for the high call on us or our our personal best, as I call it, 
there in the message. And, uh, and you know, our main fight isn't, isn't to fight the devil first. Our main fight is to accomplish the goal that he's called us. And, yeah, we put our foot on his neck on the way, you know, on occasion. Um, but God's called us all to something. So are we running that race? Amazing. Thanks so much, man. That's, that's really awesome. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us and listening to our midweek uh, recap. Um, remember that you can listen to the message on the podcast channel or you can go to BethelATX.com. And uh, you can also reach out to our Connect Coaches if you want to get connected or through the website. The Connect Coaches are on Saturdays or just hit the website, BethelATX.com. Thanks for joining us. Till next time, see you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Clint, for your time. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time.